Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, welcome back to the Out of Spec Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Schieffer, joined by co-host Mike Breeling and co-co-host Ben Spreen. Um, last podcast, we had a lot of Tycon talk. I'm glad Logan was able to join us. Uh, we'll join you guys. I could not make it. I was on the road in a Mazda 3 somewhere in Tennessee. Um, but that was some fun Porsche talk. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed the rant. Um, and I... Wanted to start right off, just continue on the Porsche train. Not that we're like all fanboys, but I think in some ways we are. <laughs> they make good cars for the most part. Exactly. <laughs> um, I just spent some time in Malibu with Porsche, with Shelby from Porsche, driving all the e-hybrid cars. All of them except for the one that Kyle already made a video on, which was the Cayenne Coupe e-hybrid. Which is um, my favorite. Your favorite, really? <laughs> It I does look Cayenne good because I'm weird. So it fits me. I just like the Cayenne Coupe. I think the plug-in version of it is awesome. Or the Panamera and just the wagon. Just get it out of the way. Panamera so, wagon. Oh, all day. Yeah. So I started Thanks. with, well, it's funny. The video, which will be coming out soon or might be out by the time this is up, um, is it starts with me in the, let's see if I can get this right, Porsche Panamera 4SE Hybrid Sport Turismo, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Wagon Panamera E-Hybrid and 4S trim. Yeah, that's a lot. I think it was like 14 syllables. Um, it's a lot of cars. <laughs> yeah. But it was fantastic. I mean, I had driven Taycan Sport Turismo and Panamera just felt like very similar um, with like extra fun twin turbo V6 noises. Um but that's how the video will start. I actually had to do it in kind of a different order because of other people there. So I started right off with jumping in the Turbo S e-hybrid, which is 690 horsepower of twin turbo V8 magical. I don't know. It was it was too much, honestly. I mean, can power be too much? I don't know. But it was <laughs> very spicy. But I surprised myself in finding that the 4s yeah i felt like the 4s was to me kind of like how i felt about tycon gts where it was like the mid-spec that just does everything well and it's like the logical one to buy for most people um and i actually in some ways liked it more than turbo s because i felt like i was able to use a bit more of the car rather than the car using me and mm -hmm. i liked the slightly extra turbo noises you get from the 4s over the turbo s because the Turbo S, you hear the V8 over the turbos. Versus the 4S and the 4, you hear the turbos along with the six-cylinder engine. Um, and I think the 4S had a bit more turbo noise than the 4. I also drove the 4 e-hybrid, which was still extremely impressive. I was like, this is all the car anyone needs. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's still like 455 horsepower, so yeah, it's not going to be too bad. 
it's a lot. How much horsepower is in a Tycon? Like Logan's Tycon Four. I don't know. Uh, four hundred and seventy-nine horsepower thereabouts, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Or or four. It's it's like high four yeah. hundreds, I believe, yeah. with launch control activated or no, boost, however you want to phrase no it. No slouch. Um, the I mean the four launched like nothing else, and the four had yeah. the new PCM six which was cool. So I get in, plug in my phone, and boom, CarPlay full width on the whole screen. And I was so happy, and that probably colored my opinion of that car. <laughs> <laughs> I well, mean, like, they do actually Tycon have that. that. <laughs> yeah. Tycon launched with, we'll call it PCM 6.0 beta, unfortunately, yep. maybe. <laughs> um, and now for, I think it's like the I guess it was this 2022 model year. Now, basically everything but the Macan got the same system, mm. which is nice. So it's all uniform amongst the brand, which is good. Yeah, I, I landed in um, L.A. All the like I, I went straight there from Italy. It was a long, long day of traveling and got in a Macan, which also, yeah, wasn't it was a base Macan, which is actually kind of fun. Um, I think that was like a another reasonable spec. Um, cause it's still a good car for most people. That's one of those things. Um, and yeah, getting into then the Cayenne turbo e-hybrid was like night and day different. Um, <laughs> I will say I enjoyed doing Cayenne and Panamera e-hybrids back to back because it highlighted the benefit. I think of the Panamera having PDK versus Cayenne having Tiptronic. The PDK mm -hmm. was a noticeable better experience although the tiptronic was a noticeable more oh this is like an suv i don't know why like i think it would have been better with pdk but just being a tiptronic it's like i feel like with suvs you just expect to feel a bit more of the shifting and you did um mm -hmm. and it's and weird need gearbox because i think cayenne can tow like over seven thousand pounds or something yeah you probably don't want to do that on a dual clutch just for the sake of those clutches I wish I could have towed with the Cayenne in electric mode just to see how it would do. Because <laughs> you get 134 horsepower, and it's so funny that you can e-launch it, which was... <laughs> isn't that such a weird experience? Like, it's, it's like it I would not have to try this after being told, because I, I did not realize that you could do this. <laughs> um, like, It's one thing to have a hybrid with launch control. Sure, that happens. Usually it involves both the engine and the electric motor, but Porsche will let you do launch control with just the electric motor, which is kind of goofy, but also you kind can, of awesome. Yeah, you can do both. Like Porsche just gives you everything. Like you can launch yeah, in yeah. full or launch in only electric, which gives you that jolt. And then it suddenly is like, oh, wait, I'm actually slow. Yeah. <laughs> that What's... first 25 feet. Oh, yeah, you get a good jolt. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why we all uh, like Porsche in general is that they think of those things like that only generally like people like us would think of, Oh, can I launch my e-hybrid in just electric mode? If I have battery charge, like not, not your normal person is gonna, <laughs> gonna try that nor. <laughs> so it'd be one of us. And sure enough, Jordan tried it. Yep, <laughs> I didn't even know about it. And he works for Porsche. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Kyle didn't know either. I like, I watched Kyle's video like four times on the plane ride over there just to see what he covered in his e-hybrid review of the Cayenne. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do everything else. I did obviously duplicate things because the idea is people would watch both videos. I took more of the approach of like someone shopping for e-hybrid. Um, what would they want to see across the various trims and things you can get and roughly how it would compare to like a Taycan. Cause the idea with e-hybrid is you want electrification, but maybe not fully electric. Um, yep. and Porsche also has a different approach to hybridization. It seems like a lot of other people are like, it's purely for the environment. And obviously Porsche has that into consideration and it looks good for PR, but also Porsche is like, how can we make this also make it more powerful and better? Um, which I guess to some extent, most people do in depth, like inevitably, like the, what the prime RAV4 is the second most powerful Toyota. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it's still, yeah, having that electric motor helps. And well, Porsche Porsche's did... first hybrid was the 918 supercar. So I feel like they, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we developed the e-hybrid technology on a previous vehicle. And the previous vehicle had, you know, like one of, was one of the quickest cars of its time. So. <laughs> yeah. 
They're, yeah, like they, they're like, how do we, this electric motor is 150 horsepower. Oh, if we throw this in there. Now we've got an extra 100 horsepower plus. That's how they view it, I think. They're kind of reverse a little bit of it. Yeah, well, that was the first plug-in hybrid. They had parallel hybrid in 2010, 2011. And they had... Yes, that's true, oh, yeah. And Porsche... The family, not Porsche, the company, had a hybrid in 1900 called the Semper Vivis. Um, his first car, <laughs> in fact, his first vehicle was electric <laughs> and hybrid, pretty much. Good yeah. roots, right there. Um, <laughs> it's amazing he never shocked himself and made it as far enough to start a car company based off of like the uh, back, that's not even backyard engineering. I think it was in the attic of the house or something. Wow, yeah, that's yeah, glad he survived. <laughs> um, and the last thing I'll mention is the, the interesting point that the transmission is between, or sorry, the electric motor is between gas motor and transmission, which is the same way Jeep does it. Um, does anyone else do that too? BMW, Land Rover do. Okay, yeah. It's it's an interesting... Uh, the only ones I can think of. The um, Hyundai, what was it? Kia Sorento Hybrid has it there, but it wasn't oh. a plug-in the one we drove. Yeah, that yeah. one plug-in so the plug-in one probably does i don't know if Vol i don't think volvos operate that way i think they're i think the new volvos have an electric motor on the front axle now right yeah all the, the range no the extended range phevs maybe but they also have the motor in the rear so i'm not exactly sure yeah speaking of volvo mike oh, man. <laughs> uh -oh. what did you buy so, yeah, no, what's funny is if you follow me on Twitter, you've definitely already seen the post about my new-to-me Volvo. Uh, I actually did film a video with it, but there's no way it's going to be out before this podcast is. So if you listen to the podcast, you're getting a sneak peek. Uh, so what I did was I ended up selling my Mini Cooper SE. Um, yes, I know, sad day. I will miss the Mini. I did order it. I did enjoy the car. Uh, but it made a lot of sense to try and sell it at the time when I did, and it worked out great. So I ended up buying a 2020 Volvo V60 cross country. Uh, now in America, you can only get the T5. So unfortunately, there's no T6 or more importantly to me, there's not a plug-in uh, sold in America of this car, but absolutely love it. And what drew me to this uh, one was that uh, I did actually own a Volvo prior. I owned a 2019 V90 uh, R design, T5 R design as well. Uh, that car is a little, was basically just your normal wagon, kind of slammed on the ground, looked awesome with 20-inch wheels. And I kind of missed having a Volvo after just reading about them, seeing them all over the place again. And I happened to just see an ad online at a dealer that was somewhat local to Raleigh that they had this V60 and it said, rare, like on this banner going across the screen, rare. And when I checked on it, it was Pearl white, which I really like their crystal white metallic over more importantly, though, the city weave interior. Um, so Volvo's interior, this right here, the city weave, for those of you who can't see, it's basically like a really cool tweed textile material and leather seat. Uh, looks amazing. Feels really cool. Uh, generally, I've only ever seen this on a really base model V60, because that was the only two cars that they offered it on were the cross-country and then the non-cross-country. And another aspect of this car, which makes it even more amazing, is that it actually has Bowers and Wilkins sound system, which... This is just unbelievable. The spec on this is... <laughs> it's crazy. And it has the advanced package, too. So you got the full pilot assist system, the heads-up display, Bowers and Wilkins, which actually on the v60 is the most expensive way you can option bowers and wilkins new from the factory it's the only car where it's four thousand dollars all the other cars is 3200 i'm fairly positive I'm i wonder why that up. is yeah i don't know because your don't starting know. point is that much cheaper because some of the other cars have you know more i think expensive sound system in them since they're larger would be my guess mm. you know like a xc90 is already going to have a few more speakers than an S60 or a V60, maybe. But the Harman Kardon's the same price across the board. But either way, I mean, if I were to order a V60 new, it would basically be this way. So I didn't have to do that. Someone had already done it for me. Uh, yep. Absolutely incredible spec. I still can't believe I found a V60 cross-country with City Weave interior and Bowers and Wilkins. Unbelievable. 
that's I, I yeah I can't think of a better car the even the exterior color interior spec the the options it's literally perfect and it'll um, be perfect in Colorado one day so you're gonna, yeah you're gonna road trip it out here or move out here what are we, what are we looking at the, <laughs> no, the plan is kind of like battle wagon style a little bit with this car so maybe a little bit of an aggressive all-terrain tire not too aggressive but like a decent one yeah uh, hit some light trails with it it no, surprisingly, the V60 cross country has 8.2 inches of ground clearance, which is uh, quite a few, quite a lot for what that yeah. car is. And I think Volvo does actually quote ground clearance with you can get different uh, rankings of it, depending on how many people you have in your car. So they actually mm -hmm. do weigh it out. It's kind of funny. They give you zero, one, and two people, which I find <laughs> odd. I don't know how you drive it with one. Without well, at least one person, but I, now that it, I think about it, though, I bet you most manufacturers quote their ground clearance with no one in the car. So it's kind of cool that Volvo at least gives you that with one passenger. When you Google it, it comes up on their website. We're all next to each other, which is nice. We need a community-fed ground clearance uh, metric, kind of like those Gas Buddy, you know, apps where you can yeah. just, you know, <laughs> FYI. Because um, in high school, uh, one of my friends has Scion XB. Was that the really boxy one, the small one? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We fit eleven of us in there, and drove allegedly a couple miles down the road. <laughs> if I, mean, I could have measured the ground clearance on that thing. I mean, actually, uh, that's just like a normal day in like New Delhi. Yeah. <laughs> Failed <laughs> suspension or full of eleven people. I, not, no difference. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, my V60 does not have air suspension. It's the one option they didn't select, but mm. oh well, what can you do? That's all right. That's one less thing to break, honestly. <laughs> exactly. And Volvo's all ride really well this generation. Volvo does a really mm. great job with their suspension. But super happy, very excited. Um, I know it's a gas car, and gas, you know, why would you buy a gas car right now with gas prices being so high? But generally, you know for that. my job, very short commute. I get cars occasionally sometimes, and... Uh, it's actually pretty efficient. It gets you no know, about 34 miles per gallon on the highway, which is not too bad mm -hmm. for what it is. Yeah. And to put it in perspective, in what just over six months, you put 2,200 miles or whatever on the mini. 100 miles on the mini. Thank you. So like it, gas mileage is not really. <laughs> yeah. And fuel cost isn't really. It's it's a rounding error at this point. Yeah, I think I did uh, 3,000 miles in a week a couple weeks ago on the, on the Miata. <laughs> No, I've never uh, done that. <laughs> except uh, for my trip, maybe when I drove to Connecticut and back, that might have been three thousand yeah. miles combined. Well, congrats! I cannot wait to see this thing. I um, can't wait to bring it out there. Trust me. I it's oh, it's so perfect. I can't wait to drive it through a big pile of mud. Yes. <laughs> White cars look pretty awesome with mud. I it'll basically mud... be like the classy version of a Subaru Wilderness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically. A much better version. Um, <laughs> and very welcome out here where all I see is Subaru Wilderness. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot more around Raleigh, too. It is crazy. I think I see more of those almost than just a normal outback at this point. Yeah, um, nearly. The amount of wagons I saw in Italy made me kind of depressed to come back to the States. <laughs> just like leaving the airport in Florence. I, the first thing I see is an Alfa Romeo something wagon. I don't know the Alfa Romeo cars enough, but I was just <laughs> like, that's what I'm super excited for our trip to Germany, which is this week. Actually, by the time this podcast airs, we will all of us uh, right yep. now on this podcast will be in Germany. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited to see all the, and we have wagons. And yes. We have a wagon. The as first, yeah. It's going to be a good time. We won't spoil everything. Uh, no. We will do some shows from Europe and just have a blast over there. Um, so be sure to follow, like, subscribe, whatever you do with podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously our comment. YouTube channels. <laughs> yeah. Comment. Just yell um, at your radio in the car that you like us, whatever. Actually, actually, let me take advantage of this moment up front, rate this podcast, because that's actually what helps the algorithm the most to recommend mm -hmm. to other people on podcast platforms. Because a lot of people on searching for automotive podcast platform or podcasts and give it a rating, um, even if you don't type anything, but you don't type anything. We want to hear um comments questions concerns constructive criticism uh we appreciate all of that um but yeah we will be in europe soon in the land of wagons i just uh, so my driver picked me up he was in a i don't know 
mid 2010s Mercedes E class with like 390,000 kilometers on it. Mm-hmm. And Difficult. I, my face was glued to the glass looking at all the cars. He thought I was like the weirdest tourist ever. Uh, Cause we're in like a really <laughs> boring section of Florence. And I'm just like, that's the new Fiat 500e. That's an Alfa Romeo wagon. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's a BMW wagon we don't get. The first time I left, uh, I guess not the first time I went internationally. The first time specifically to Europe I visited. Like I, I mean, if you're a car enthusiast, traveling to another continent, especially that has you know very different vehicles, is so fun because you see stuff you've never seen, and and, and they're perfectly mundane cars. Like first time I was in the UK, I think I. I have a photo of it on my phone, probably in my Google Photos still of like, it was a Vauxhall Astro wagon, but it was a panel van version. So it didn't have back doors or back glass, like the most mundane thing ever. And I was like, so pumped to see it. (laughs) And in like South Africa, we even saw um, the ugliest BMW ever, the E46 Compact. If you've never heard of it, look it up. It's terrible. It's very, it's like the E36 Compact where they like shortened it up, the little hatchbacky thing. Except they made the whole front end awful. <laughs> Same time, Every, everything over there is compact, like hatchbacks. Mm-hmm. Like where where you go to, let's say a Macy's or a mall in the U.S. and you look at the parking lot, it's all midsize SUVs, everything, yeah, and a lot of pickup trucks. Um, mm-hmm. And then over there, it was just all Fiat 500 sized and shaped cars, just everything, <laughs> um, from Renault and Citroen and all the companies we don't even get over here really so i was yeah i was obsessed um i even saw a micro car which was pretty cool looking hey um but yeah um i'll have to see if i can pull up the photo um (laughs) (laughs) you you gotta be prepared this is important what the people need to know (laughs) i know this this is like real important um but i was over there for abb um, I guess I should mention that, which I'm grateful they brought me over to see kind of the grand opening, per se, of their factory in Valdarno, which it's not the opening. Like, they opened it uh, over a year ago, a year and a half ago, I think. Um, and it's where 80% of their charging infrastructure was built last year, which is a lot. Um, since yeah. since 2010, I think they've made 680,000 charging units. Um, 30,000 of which were DC fast chargers. So they do a lot over there. Um, I wish I could share multiple windows, but I'll do it this way. <laughs> this is the micro car I saw if, for all of our yes. watching listeners. Uh. <laughs> and behind it, a Lancia. I don't remember what it is. Is it a Thema? I think it is. A, a yeah. dreadful car. Yeah. Very bad. <laughs> but exciting nonetheless. Because <laughs> we don't have it. Yeah, there's a they see a duster. I actually yep. am like kind of yep. really excited to see a Sendero. Oh, panda. Like, yeah, panda. I just yeah, I'd have, but that's not a four by four panda. No, that's the one <laughs> I have. And this was a Ranger with a roof box thing, kind of with cool steelies. Wow. Yeah, that was like the biggest truck I saw, and the biggest SUV I saw was a Cayenne. <laughs> probably a lot of cayenne um, i also saw this sweet volvo uh an electric Whoa. basically trash truck that abb either partnered with or helped create to help test their charging infrastructure for um giant vehicles basically so they're they're working with a lot of electric buses um to have like depot charging but also see if i can I don't think I got like an actual photo of that, but there's the uh, electric BMW 3 Series touring. Yep, and then yeah, what? Stuff in the back. What was this? I can't remember what it was called. Is that a um? Oh, um, <laughs> that's not Iways. That's um, is that a Lincoln Co? It's a Lincoln Co. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? It's a Lincoln yeah. Co. I that's... Just, just watched a video on that. Like, why can't I remember what it is? <laughs> yeah, I, I. It's an XC40, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah, basically. And they come in black and blue. And I this like is, them. I think they're cool. This is the new Terra 360 um, from ABB, okay. which we will get to see in Germany, but we won't have them stateside yeah. until later next year. Is that um, a self-contained 360 kilowatt? Yes, cabinet? self-contained. So it doesn't have a separate. Oh wow! It can charge four vehicles at once, 
and do dynamic sharing. So if uh, one yeah. cuts its charging to like 30 kilowatts at the top of the pack, something else can take more. Um, so it's 360 divided by four or two or however the division needs to work, but up to a I wonder how dynamic the division is. Cause I think some of these units, you know, inside of it have maybe like 25 kilowatt conversion stats. Yeah, each I of think them. So this you can only do it so granularly, but 30. I bet this 30. I, okay. I, I can't, I, I'm almost positive it's 30. That's the great. So there, as long as there's an extra 30, it's going to give it to the right car. That's cool. I love yeah. the ABB branded smart electric drive. That's like matte with the mat. Yeah. That's um, I was say that e-tron would need all of that extra stuff. Just and it was really, yeah, it was really yeah. weird seeing all the Teslas plugged into CCS. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just just a different <laughs> land entirely. Um, yeah, Europe has just got it made over there. And I see a tractor. I'm just going to derail this. I want to know about this tractor. Lamborghini. Yeah, um, I knew yeah. there was a reason you took a photo of a tractor. Oh, 100%. Everyone did. Like, they brought us here to, like, do this really beautiful, wow, like... Oh, God, that's gorgeous. Yeah, this really beautiful wine meal in the middle of a vineyard. Like, that's where we were staying was in these hills. And we show up, and all we do is go straight to the tractor. <laughs> <laughs> Which all the and... tractor did was pull the crate over that had all the wine. <laughs> but, you know... You put journalists in front of a tractor that says Lamborghini on it. What do you expect? Um, it was kind of fun and refreshing being the only American at this whole like event. So that was different. Um, they had people from, I guess, France and UK and Germany and Switzerland. And um, I guess, okay, Canada is American, but she was French Canadian. So very different. I'm but <laughs> yeah, but that was italy in a nutshell so that was my first trip outside the u.s and many mm -hmm. many more to come so yeah. wow so you just got your passport stamped right from italy very very got first it. country you went to Couldn't yeah. Canada. let's just go to italy i Get need to honestly i feel like i barely scraped the i don't know the surface like i need to see all of italy especially my driver he was you know native to florence area but he's done everything and he was like, oh, yeah, you have to go to Pagani and Maserati and Ferrari and Lamborghini. And just he just kept talking. And I was oh, like, yeah. yep, yep, I got it. OK, I'll be back. <laughs> Plus wine and the cars and the people like I. Yeah. And that's just Italy. There's so many more countries. So mm -hmm. we'll be doing some in Germany. And yeah, I don't know what else. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on the topic of international travel, do you have, uh, do either of you have a hit list of cars that you want to see in Europe? Because I have like three. But they see Sandero. Yes, gotta see that. Because I went out, last time I was in Europe, I was in the UK, and it wasn't introduced in the UK yet. They weren't going to bring it there, so I didn't have a chance to see one. Uh, but yep. it was a meme at that point, at least. Um, so now I want to see one. Even if we have to go to a Dacia like, dealer, I don't care. I was going to like, see we one could, We point. could be those Americans who go to the Dacia dealer and are beg to test drive one. American. The base, I'm not going to waste their time on the test drive. I just want to see one. If they will entertain us, sure. Like, if the guy's bored, maybe. But I don't want to take their time. But just no, see it. Knowing Kyle, we'll end up um, buying it. Potentially, yes. <laughs> yeah. I see the, uh, what is it, um, Peugeot 608SW. GT line mm. that is a great looking wagon, yes. Uh, and then literally any Cupra, I'm just they all look cool. To me, yes, so I want to see what those little things. We'll probably see some of that stuff with Volkswagen, I'm sure. But uh, um, I hope to see an Alpine A110. That'd be oh, there's a good spot. That's a hit list car for sure. Yeah, this yeah, hit so list I is a good idea. They'll be out um, summer. And what else? Oh, I saw a funky like four door smart car. I forgot that existed. Ah, the smart for four. Yeah. The smart for four. Have you ever seen the commercial for that, by the way? No. It's one of the best commercials I've ever seen. It's, um, you don't know it's a Ford or smart, but they're driving and they're like, oh, I'm going to go parallel park. There's like two guys in the front seat. And then he, you know, like lines up parallel park, puts his hand, you know, over and looks backwards and then screams because there's a person behind him and he wasn't expecting it. That's <laughs> it's really actually clever. one of the most brilliant commercials ever. That's and then he's like, he, he's like, oh, he like he gaps and he's like, and then he just says, you know, smart for four. So, so nimble, you'll forget you have back passengers, something like that. But it's, that's, it's a funny commercial. I always like that one. That's brilliant. 
Yeah. <laughs> Simple. No one's going to get upset by it. It's not going to, you know, there's no political incorrectness. It's just simple fun. I'll, I'll it, also, it's not hard. <laughs> I'll also freak out if I see like a Daihatsu Copen or a Smart Roadster. Oh, Smart um, Roadster. Yeah, the Roadster yeah. would be interesting. I would freak out if I saw a Renault Aventine. So that would be oh, very Oh, cool. yeah. We should see one of those. Oh, yeah. So cool. That car is oh, so there's... We should probably start writing these down. Yeah. <laughs> we should, uh, you know, how they have like the bird, like uh, bird spotting books. Yeah, you, like check them all off. There's yeah, gotta be like the big weird year car enthusiast car spotting book. Do you guys know the movie The Big Year with no. Owen Wilson, Steve Martin, and Jack Black? I know those, what it is. I've never seen it. Those three and Jim Parsons has a fantastic cameo. Um, that is a great movie. A big year is what it's called when you see every you spot every species of bird in the world. That's called a big year. And there's like 711 species. Um, oh, we wow. absolutely need that for cars, where you spot all 700 cars or whatever <laughs> by traveling the world, and you have to get a photo of each car. That's how the big year works too. You have to photograph every single bird. Um, wow, that's a lot of work. I feel like you have to be retired to do that. Yeah, you, you have to either uh, Pretty much. Quit, quit everything or be retired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big year in car form, that would be, that'd be, wouldn't that be thousands of cars? Like, I mean, each manufacturer alone. Yeah. And some of them yeah, are only made in one country. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it depends how granular you get because it's like, okay, would you consider different generations of a single make and model or just, the make uh, and model probably. um like just like know. yeah one general make and model you know i don't yeah. know i don't know that's interesting if you can see on the uh, screen here i've already started it the car hit list <laughs> perfect add to it yep. <laughs> the 608 station wagon the dc scenario the L8, alpine a110 what yep. else was there odd years all in here because we'll all be together yeah smart roadster smart roadster um i'm already forgetting I know. I know. It's just, I'll just it's take so much... I want to see another one of those. Uh, out, uh, I'll find. I'll pull up the photo of it. The the wagon I saw. The Alfa Romeo something or other. Uh, is it a Brera or one? Yeah, the front end would be. Mm -hmm. It looks pretty. One five nine. Yeah, I should have told my driver to chase it. Wait, hang on. <laughs> Leave that up. I'll just use Google Lens and it'll tell me exactly what that is. <laughs> Because <laughs> smartphones are amazing. Let's see, Alfa Romeo one five nine. Hey, I actually have that one. Oh wow, yeah, it's yep. a good looking car. It really um, is. So yeah, <clears throat> we're excited for Europe. Um, and it, it was fun to go straight to. I went from the hills of like Tuscany County to Malibu, which is quote unquote the Italy of uh, California. <laughs> Uh, and actually, yeah, a lot of similarities. Was it really after? <laughs> like, no, did it? No. Yeah. <laughs> although, although in the hills of, I wish I had my phone, but it was a bit sketchy to take photos on these roads uh, while driving. So I didn't. I played it safe. Um, but in the hills of Malibu, I saw my first GV60 driving around. In oh, in like that's cool. Light blue color. So that I was like really that cool. Shade. Yep, um, and it looked pretty decent actually. Looked fine, so yeah, we all hated on it big time when, the, when we first. Yeah, we did. Yep. Previous podcast, uh, we probably yeah. lost some super fans of the GV60. I don't know. <laughs> we all basically tore it apart, and now we're like, yeah, it doesn't look that bad. Yeah, I, I still think the front end looks like the blobfish, but yeah, I don't think it's a bad looking car. I just don't think that nose thing it works for me. But I'm, you know, gotta see it in person stuff. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> but Kyle's has one on order, so. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we should mention Kyle cannot make it. He's out with his Rivian. That's new news on our podcast. Is we have a Rivian. Uh, we have a Model S Plaid. Kyle's been busy buying things to make Spending insane on. amounts of content with, and that's where he's right now. He's at the launch of the Rivian's DC fast charging network, which is super cool. Um, which I guess Rivian Adventure Network. So RAN is the acronym. <laughs> <laughs> someone was asking me what abb stands for and i was like well it's an acronym made of two joint acronyms so it's it literally makes no sense it's just people's names um that's why everyone just says abb 
But yeah, <laughs> Kyle works. is DC fast charging his Rivian on Rivian's own hardware, which is super cool. Um, and I'll be excited to see that pop up more and more. Yep. So this is the first one, I think, in Salida, but they'll have mm-hmm. more in other towns. I think the next one will be California and then another one somewhere else. So and is gradually, it it's not open, right? I don't know. I thought it was because he was determined to be there today and put the video up today because he was determined to be the first public person to use it and put a video out on it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure everyone's screaming at their uh, podcast listening device right now. Like, of course yep. it's open or closed. Yeah. And like, I can't remember because it was so long ago that they announced everything because um, yep. they've been at it for so long. And he got the plaid which is, you know, a, just a beast of a car. He got it in black with the arrow wheels because, you know, obviously we want to do some range testing and spec stuff with that. But also the plan was all along to get Martian wheels, I think 20 by 10.5 uh, with with um, some, some special, I think Mercedes Michelin Pilot Sport 4S with foam inside them tires. Um, mm-hmm. so we'll see how much of a crazy beast this will be on track. He ordered bigger, better brakes. Um, so it's going to be mountain pass shout out to yep. those guys at mountain pass performance mountain pass. Um, so yeah, mountain pass and Martian wheels is getting our plaid up to spec. And then also, um, a fantastic detailing shop is putting the final touches on it for, uh, cause the paints wasn't the best. <laughs> No, when, what? When he received it, um, ah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's getting getting work done on it now. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that looks afterwards. But it's I've seen some pretty shiny photos of it. So and he's keeping the Model Three. I talked him into it finally. <laughs> That'll yeah, be the uh, high mileage car right there. The high mileage, yeah. I'm hoping to just pile miles on the three like crazy because I really do want to be, you know, not the first maybe, but like one with a Model 3 performance with a half million miles at some point, maybe not too distant future. I don't know, depending on how much. Um, but yeah, big shout out to Clear. Yeah, big shout out to Clear Detailing. I think they're doing the Model S and also our Rivian, so getting them all spiffed up and the Rivian, we're going to put on some like off-road wheels and tires. It came with a 22s, which we're not mad about because it handles like a dream on those. Um, And it looks awesome on the 22s. It really does. It's like, it's, I'm starting to see them a lot, like daily. And it still turns every head. I mean, we took the Rivian up Pikes Peak uh, for the Pikes Peak Hill Climb and people were just like, looking at it like crazy which Mm -hmm. was a blast um so yeah just and people kept walking up to it wondering you know all the usual like how does it charge what's the range what's the gear tunnel where's your camp kitchen (laughs) we're like yeah where's our camp kitchen (laughs) yeah where is that (laughs) um so hopefully i would love to take it up next year pike's peak and actually do some cooking and stuff out of if we can get the camp kitchen by then. See, I think the the there's so much untapped potential with that gear shuttle that the kitchen mounts to. Yes. Because I don't need a camp kitchen. I'm not the handiest person in a kitchen. What I need is the camp refrigerator, microwave, air fryer. That's kind of what I need. That would be yeah. perfect for camp. That's the camp college <laughs> kitchen. Yeah, exactly. That's what I need. <laughs> you open the refrigerator, it's just like condiments and like some frozen foods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need a I need a freezer, air fryer, so I can do my like, chicken nuggets from Costco. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to take those pizza rolls out on top of a mountain. The yeah, gear tunnel you can also use to store like tools in. Like I saw a picture on Twitter of a Rivian service truck that was an, a retired press vehicle. Or when cool. in the gear tunnel, it had like toolbox drawers and like drills mounted on the side, like the curved section of it, so you could pull out like all these drawers with all the stuff in it. It's really cool. It's like that's pretty neat. Yeah, I think you know, there's the whole Cyberlander thing. I think the market is actually going to end up being those little Rivian gear tunnel shuttle mounted because it's like a, a mounting rail system. Yep. You know, yeah, with power outlets like that's going to be where creative stuff happens. There's, you know, we're thinking like a microwave, a freezer, food stuff like that. But there's going to be so many other really clever things. I think that people will do that. Maybe even like some sort of 
portable air conditioner that charges up off the outlet while running or, you know, to cool your tents or things maybe, we haven't even, maybe even a small idea as to what someone could do. Yeah. You could get custom totes so I could pull it out and have like, I don't know, seven cubic feet of Legos. Like there's a lot of, a lot of options out there. <laughs> I mean, emergency Lego supply. We're out in the middle yeah. of no, you pull up at the charger. All right. Time for some Legos. Yeah. A fold, a fold out. Or Lego. TV. Sorry. Yeah. I don't want to upset anyone. Yeah. All caps. Um, <laughs> yep. We did lots of stuff with the Rivian and the lightning. Um, which is a lot of fun to compare them, which is funny because like I don't feel like they should be cross-shopped, but everyone is cross-shopping them because they are the electric trucks. Yeah. And I'm saying that intentionally because honestly, the Hummer EV to me is not an electric truck. Maybe on a technicality it is, but that's not even the same remote buyer pool. Whereas Rivian and F-150 Lightning, the people who are both interested in electric trucks, I feel like there's an obvious right answer for each of them, but they're trying to figure out which one. Versus they don't I think the Hummer, the Hummer EV would get crash out with a C8 Corvette more likely than anything. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to call or, it, I hate to say this, I don't want to say it's an inline crisis car, but it's sort of just like you're buying it because look at it. It's big, it's brash, it's, you know, it's got that. Um, like, I'm going to correct you. It's not cross shopped, it's joint shopped. I mean, you're, you're going joint to buy shop. the Hummer EV and then also the C8 Corvette. Um, and... <laughs> yeah, you see that when you walk in, you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. you arrive to the Chevy dealership in your Hummer to pick up your Corvette. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Lightning was good. Uh, it was the maxed out one. Ironically, like way more expensive than the Rivian, which is funny. Um, I mean, not way more, but 94 <laughs> grand. That's a lot of money for an F-150. Um, and I think it reinforced our imagination that the standard lightning would be just fine um completely agree i've yeah. still not seen so, lightning around Holly on the road yet no um yeah seen a couple I've, of so they're already making their way out here the only the only lightning people have seen around here i think is tfls because they bought one yeah that's not surprising i've seen a rivian a couple of them now but yes yeah. They're popping up. Hit out here as I, quickly as we do Colorado, I'm sure. I still have yet to see a Compass Yellow Rivian in the wild. That's like what I'm super excited for. Nope. Yeah, I, I want to see that too. Because that's um, if I were to do R1S in the future, which maybe would be a Tycon replacement, that would be the color. Yep. And I'm going to make um, everyone mad because they're probably going to want to do that with um, Forest Edge green interior. Yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> Because I like that interior, and I like that color, and I don't even care if they match at this point. They both. It'll work. <laughs> Genuinely, it'll be just fine. It, so you might as well spec it. And we did do some uh, some off roading with the Rivian and the Lightning, and we popped the tire on the Lightning, which honestly it shouldn't have been off road in the first place, uh, if you ask me. Actually, <laughs> the tire popped going through a puddle, so that was like pure chance, like. That he must have just hit the one stone in the bottom of this puddle because yeah. everyone went through the same puddle, including Kyle on his 22s. But the lightning on his 22s hit it just right to where it gashed the sidewall somehow. Um, mm. So put on the <laughs> spare tire, spare wheel, which was not matching at all. It was like a 20 inch or a 19 inch. So it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but yep, took it to, oh, I took it to the Ford dealer here in town, like in Thornton. None of them had ever seen a lightning. Like you show up to a Ford dealer in a lightning right now, you're royalty. Everyone flocks. Like, this thing is electric. <laughs> it I can't believe they didn't have training. Seems bad. I, I don't know how. I mean, Ford is such a big company. Like you know, a lot of the higher end brands will fly their people around the country to destinations for you know, like a. a you know, like if you're a Land Rover Ranger or Porsche, maybe Mercedes BMW, then like your dealer training looks a lot like a press launch where there's a beautiful location, lots of cars, and then a whole thing that you run people through. But at Ford, you know, on their scale, they may not have anything like that. They might have it, maybe an optional one at, at times, I would think. But I think yeah, they I, have... I, a lot of people were excited to see that because it's probably the first time anyone at those uh, locations had a chance to see a physical one. Yeah. I think they do like do you like uh demos like they have a, someone from corporate drive one in there for like three hours of training on it 
or something. Yeah. That's what that's what you need. Not enough time. Um yeah, but I we did some well, off-roading too. Well, I did some off-roading. Yeah, in the GX, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. About that. We pushed it th- this uh this uh Sunday I pushed it the furthest we have ever gone in the truck on the trails nice. near us in Uwari um you know national park. Uh we found the new uh, I said a new personal best of like roll angle without ending up flipping over. It was 36 degrees. <laughs> Don't want to get near that again. That was a lot. Feels like a lot when you're in a car. <laughs> it looks so great. Um, and uh, you know, this thing is mostly stock. I've played with the air suspension in the rear to get about a maybe an inch at most out of the back. And then we put some basically spacers in the front for an inch and a half at most of clearance. Um, probably more like an inch with that suspension that's on it. And it's on stock size tires. And it just, I mean, we had to work. We had a, had a great spotter for some of this. And we took it on some of the most difficult trails. Or normally you're running into very heavily modified Jeeps with all the differential locks. And it really goes to show how capable a standard, but, well, okay, this is not a standard issue. But, like, how capable some cars are out there that yeah. you don't really think about. You know, it always surprises me. Um, you know, like that, you know, everyone talks about off-road hardware, off-road upgrades, but like, I mean, whether it's a Rivian, this GX or, you know, like a Wrangler or something like the capability that you can get out of a vehicle from the factory these days is shocking. You know, how much you can do like here are things that I pointed it at and like, no, that's not going to work. This makes no sense. And then you get out and you walk up and you're like, it makes less sense now. And then you just kind of inch <laughs> at it and have someone like tell you where to go and, and you end up getting through it, which is amazing. Yep. But uh, that was yeah. quite a bit of fun. Things can be so good. I mean, even yeah, off the factory, I I I got the itch for off roading a little bit just from our time with the Broncos and a little bit with the Rivian, and even yeah, I, I was with Time in his GX and did some some fun stuff when he broke his power steering. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I I yeah, I should mention I took the baby Bronco off-road and had so much fun and mm-hmm. i'm convinced that that is like my bronco like the one i would want is the two-door and actually it reinforced my imagination that i would like the smaller engine with the manual i just don't love the big engine i, I mean i like it but it's like it the, felt like the four-door one with the automatic needs the big engine but the manual small engine is over a thousand pounds of lighter and with a two-door so that's significant and i feel like it would scoot just fine with that engine and i'm not sure what the gearing on those are like i know they've got like a special off-road gear on yeah it's a seven speed addition to the low range box i think yes so it's a seven speed so really a six speed with a crawler gear and then with that you can also use uh, you know four high four low i don't know if it has four auto i don't remember um and then two high with all the different goat modes and locking differentials or yeah. Um, sway bar disconnect, like you can do everything. Yeah. If you have Mm -hmm. the Sasquatch. So I, this was a wild track with the Sasquatch and it was just everything I needed. And even the sound system, I think sounded a little bit better with the two door, just the way the acoustics worked in the car. Still not fantastic. Like it's, it's B and O which is good. I mean, I think it sounds a little bit better in like the F one fifty which maybe well, that's because that's their... Yeah, expensive. I was going to say, Wranglers <laughs> suffer from the same thing. Like, they don't ever sound that good, especially when you take the top off of anything. Like, it's yeah. game over at that point. Even my Miata, which had built-in Bose speakers in the headrests, like, you could actually hear them, and they didn't make a difference, but still, it was nothing crazy with the top Yeah, on. Yeah, actually, the Lightning had um, speakers in the headrests, and it was great like with the windows down the roof open like i was like oh i could blast stuff and hear it really clearly because it was just putting a little bit of the highs through the speaker headrest and it was really solid but the rivian sounds this was fantastic the meridian but i i'm missing hearing the bowers and wilkins from a volvo so you got to get that out here every day now and it's 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 just amazing you, when I first heard that, I was like, I'm hearing music that I've known for years and I'm hearing it again for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> to I sound to sound infinitely cheesy. That's the, the reality. 
the instruments sound just different. You hear like a different uh, tone that was taken at this part or a mistake even. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, crazy. How exactly. Yeah. But so, I mean, just for a pause real quick, when you were talking about the baby Bronco for a second, I thought you were talking about the Bronco Sport. And I was oh. like, it's very unlike Jordan to say he wants to own that car. <laughs> I feel like I already did. I had the Ford Escape, yeah. which is basically <laughs> the Bronco Sport. Yeah, I, I actually don't like how people call that the baby one because it's much longer than the two-door Bronco. So it's like it the two-door is. Bronco yeah. is physically the smallest Bronco. Um, but then the Broncos, it, it's just a weird lineup. Honestly, I don't love that the Bronco Sport exists, but at the same time, I appreciate it. And I think maybe it'll validate the fact that people, most people don't do this kind of off-roading where you're literally like teetering on two or three wheels. Um, a lot of people will buy off-roading vehicles and then just kind of mall crawl or yep. <laughs> soft road, you know, forest fire trail type things, um, mm -hmm. fire roads. So, which is fine. Like a lot of trails don't require a crazy car, but this, no. this makes people a bit more confident, I think, which is good because it's true. Like I took my escape on some roads. I don't feel like it should have been on and it handled it fine. Um, so it's, it's fine. I'm glad. I think it looks okay to you actually in certain specs. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I like I think it. Yeah. Looks if cool. I was in the market for that size of an SUV, I think it's actually one of the ones I would consider strongly because I've seen videos of it off-road and it's incredibly capable. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, there, there's so many things we've driven. Oh, I finally experienced the C40 um, with the fewer oh, blue yeah, right, exterior and interior. Just a the lot of blue. Yes, it I looked like so it. dumb until I sat in it and I was like, wait, this works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it's just better than just seeing all black, like dark, dark. And then it's like only goes up to the door panels. So it's not like super, you don't notice it all the time sitting in the car, but you definitely get hints of it. I like it. I thought the blue carpet looked a lot better in person than the photos. It looked really dark in the photos. Yeah. A little bit brighter in person. Yeah. So it's it's good, and I mean it drove and it's almost identical. Lighting school, that was cool, mm -hmm. yeah. But it drove almost identical to the XC40. I mean, it's just a good car. I I don't know. It exists for a certain niche. Um, I get why people are like, oh, it's overpriced, or oh, it's got a weird it's UI, but but I get it. But I think it, it works. works. I love the back end of it, and it has amber turn signals. So that's all that matters. Yeah. And the yeah the the lighting <laughs> as it as it turns on like the rear yeah. lighting signature thing it does is just super cool yeah Excellent. I'm a fan. Um, what else? Oh my gosh, I was I was in Texas for a while. Um, oh, I should pause. I was in Nashville for a wedding, and my friend <laughs> Justin got married. He loves Iron okay. Man just like I do. So he, of course, got an Audi R8, and I had to. I know it was, it was a rough job, but I had to drive it to the ceremony or the reception, like to be the getaway car. And I was smitten with the mid engine ness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was only the V8, it was a Roadster, had Quattro. It's just yeah, Roadster, it was, though. That's good. It was excellent. I mean, Pulling up, he had like the Avengers theme song lead perfectly into um, Back in Black, just true to like the whole Iron Man theme. And it was, yeah, it was it was like the best send off I've ever seen. Uh, and seeing him take off in the rain with the top down, I was a little nervous, although the Quattro system is fantastic. So he stayed mm -hmm. straight, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> Good. But then I went to Texas and... Um, uh, went to Austin, saw some of the like self-driving cars, which was kind of weird, seeing no one in the driver's which, seat. Which company is in Austin right now? The uh, Argo or no? That's um, yes, Argo. AI. Argo? Okay. <clears throat> yep. So then they weren't doing. I tried so hard to like let. I wish I wanted to like review the car basically, even if I couldn't sit in it. And they're not letting press do that yet. But I did get to have coffee with the the main marketing person. So that was like a, a connection. So I hope that leads to a drive as soon as we're able allowed to. Um, mm -hmm. I'd love to be driven around by no one. 
Um, <laughs> they they run around in Fords right now, I think. Like a yeah, it was a Escape, escape was the one I saw. Escape, escape hybrid. Um, and then I went up to Plano to Toyota headquarters for um, the. I don't. It was just. Uh, oh, I guess it was the Sequoia first drive event, but they were also showing off, you know, the new GR Corolla Mizuno or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I got to go around track with that. Drove basically drove every GR and LC or RC type or like F Sport car, not F Sport. I guess like the actual F RCF mm -hmm. IS I, I, performance. I, I don't know actually. Yeah. What they... Not yeah, problem. whatever the GR and like Toyota Lexus performance cars on track, Eagles Canyon Raceway, which is phenomenal track. Um, I want to, I would, I would consider a membership there if I lived in the area, uh, <laughs> even though I hear it's really expensive. <laughs> yeah, I bet. it's one of the country club places almost, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. got a great restaurant, and uh, you know, some people live on a golf course, I'd live on a racetrack, you know, teach their Same. own. <laughs> Um, I made the mistake of thinking, oh, I'll learn the track by doing a ride along with one of Lexus's GT race drivers. So he took me in like the GT RCF, which was completely stripped out, caged, tuned beyond belief, like 800 horsepower or something. Um, and instead of learning the track, I was just busy trying to remember to breathe and like think about <laughs> holding on to something. So I learned nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I then I did like backwards. I did like LC 500 and like IS 500 and RCF and backed all the way down to GR86. And after driving turbo Supras and then a GR86, you're like, Oh, where's my turbo? And I, <laughs> <Where's> my <power? laughs> I don't think I love boxer engine either, which I think will maybe disappoint a lot of people, but that's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. They... What about when there's six simpler? <laughs> <laughs> That could change something um, heavily. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. The NA boxer motors are a little yeah. coarse. NA, and NA even those other ones. NA four-cylinder boxer. just Or, yeah, just maybe four-cylinder boxer. I don't, I don't know. I haven't driven enough of them. It's just I didn't love the GR86. It's not for me. Um, but I get I, – I think it's still something I would recommend to a lot of people. It's just not mm -hmm. quite my cup of tea. I saw the I, manual Supra. They didn't let us drive it. That was the biggest disappointment of the week was seeing it and not getting in it. Being uh, I didn't bring it. <laughs> yeah. It's freaking. Or just uh, not yeah. bring it if you were. I can't. Yeah. Everyone's like. It's, it, it's like they're teasing you with forbidden fruit. Like I feel like in America as car enthusiasts, we always get from manufacturers. Cause like, look at this cool thing. Like the new M3 touring. Oh yeah. But you don't get that. Yep. <laughs> I want to see Big one of shocker. Them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can put them. Uh, well, they're not in production yet. I don't think so. Maybe we'll, we'll see a lot of hit list. A lot of fun. Yeah, German vehicles. You guys just, have probably never you know. seen an M5 Touring. Nope. Nope. That should go on the hit list. I like this hit list concept. This is good. Yeah, it's growing <laughs> as as the podcast goes. This grows. <laughs> M5 Touring. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, so many good cars over there. Um, we'll come up with more. If you want to see cars, hit us up. Um, leave comments, tweet at us. Um, I mean, yeah, I would love like to see a tweet. And I don't know. I mean, we'll be in Germany already, but I'd love if anyone is seeing this. Go ahead and tweet at any of us some cars. Uh, give us a scavenger hunt. Why not? We'll find it for you. Exactly. That's try a good, and drive it if you can. Yeah, that's a good segue to kind of end this out. Um, so yeah, I'll be on. I'm on Twitter at Jordan underscore Schieffer. Got Mike at M underscore Breeling. Ben is Benji underscore OOS. Of course, Kyle is at It's Kyle Connor. And we have, you know, out of spec as Twitter as well. Tweet at any of those what cars you want to see in Europe because the day this goes live is the day we are arriving in Germany. Um, so let us know what you want to see and um, hit us up with your comments, questions. Um, you know, we're <laughs> trying to like bottle feed a bunch of things into one. We'll keep podcasting. Um, throughout Europe as well, just trying mm -hmm. to get as much information. I feel like we get to share a lot of like background stuff that maybe doesn't make the final cut of an actual video on the podcast. So yeah. it's a fun BTS. platform, fun time to hang out. And um, yeah, hoping to do some live podcasts here in the future soon as well. So yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll see you all next time.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.